Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 23 of Revelation chapter 11. And we're going to be reading Revelation 11 verse 12. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither, and they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. We were discussing this in our last study, and we saw that the same language of ascending was found in John chapter 1. In John 1, in um, the last verse of the chapter, verse 51, it says, And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, if you were with us in the last study, you remember that we were talking about how this is speaking of those that become saved at the moment of salvation. They are lifted up into heavenly places to be seated in Christ Jesus. That's what it also says in Ephesians 2, and I'm going to read it again. Ephesians 2. In verses 5 and 6, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved, and has raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That happens to every individual that God has saved. There um, comes a point in time in a person's life, if they are one of God's elect, that God ordained that they were to hear the gospel. And, of course, that would be during the time period of the day of salvation in which God was still um, performing the work of saving people. And, and at the moment, God would bless his word because it would take the hearing of his word the moment the Lord would bless it to the heart of the sinner and save him, it was as if immediately that person was lifted up, exalted into the heavens in Christ Jesus, where the Lord Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. And and then it was as if he were or she immediately sent back, dispatched to earth as a messenger of God to carry the very same gospel to other people that they might hear and become saved just as that person had heard and become saved. And and that's what the Lord Jesus Christ was referring to when he was speaking to Nathaniel in John 1. And he said, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the messengers of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, what's also important for us is to understand that when Jesus was saying to Nathaniel that you will see this, that you will see 
angels or messengers, as angelos can be translated either way, and in this case, only messengers would fit, that Jesus is saying, you will see messengers going up into heaven, ascending, and then descending upon the Son of Man. Now, this is a quotation from a verse we read in Genesis, in in Genesis chapter 28, where the Lord is dealing with Jacob. And we read in Genesis 28, in verse 10, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. We can see how similar this language is to what we read in John one fifty one. A ladder is set up on the earth. Now, the, the ladder would uh, be a figure of the Lord Jesus Christ. So here's the problem. Because of man's sin, man is on the earth and and he has no way of reaching heaven. His sins prevent him from entering into heaven. But a ladder is set up by God. Um, of course, it's on the earth. It's positioned on the earth. And it extends, it stretches into heaven. And this verse in Genesis 28, 12 uh, specifically mentions heaven. So we know that's what Christ was referring to when he said the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. It, it had in view going into heaven, then coming out of heaven. And it's all being done upon the Son of Man or upon the ladder that God has set up. The Lord Jesus Christ is the God-man. He's the one, the mediator between God and men that allows men to enter into heaven and into the presence of God. It's really a wonderful picture. And the top of that ladder reached to heaven and behold the angels, and it's the same in the Old Testament as the New, the Hebrew word is malach, and um, I believe, I haven't looked at that for a while, I think it is, but but the Hebrew word is also translated as angel or messenger, just like the Greek word. And so it is the messengers of God ascending and descending on it, on that ladder, and, and again, the ladder is a type and figure of Christ. And um, we know that this is true believers because the Lord Jesus Christ is necessary for a man, a, a sinner who becomes saved, who is redeemed, to reach heaven. An angel, the, the ones that are in heaven that did not fall with Satan, they need no uh, intercessor. They need no um, savior like men need. Men need the Son of Man in order to go up into heaven and also to be sent from heaven. But the angels uh, do not require that salvation because they never sinned. Uh, 
see, when we think about all this, and and then we come to our verse in Revelation 11, in verse 12, and they heard a great voice from heaven. And again, that is the declaration of the word of God during the time, the second part of the Great Tribulation, after the two witnesses have stood on their feet. This is the time of the latter rain, where where God's word is covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. This is a time that the Lord is opening the scriptures to reveal many truths that have been hidden and sealed up until the time of the end. It's the time God revealed the end of the church age. It's the time he revealed Judgment Day, May 21, 2011. And and so those that saw the two witnesses and great fear fell upon them, they heard a great voice from heaven. They heard the mighty word of God, which saved them uh, a great multitude that God would bring out of great tribulation. And, and that's what we're seeing here. They heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven. That is very similar or typical of exactly how God worked to save people all through history. As Jesus said to Nathaniel, you will see messengers of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Genesis 28.12 informed us that that means there's a ladder that goes to heaven. The messengers ascend to heaven, the messengers come down from heaven. And that happened all through history at the moment of salvation when God was saving men and women and then immediately sending them forth with the gospel to be his messenger to others. And and so it's following that pattern. They are brought up, uh, come up hither, they ascended up to heaven in a cloud and their enemies beheld them. Now here, uh, here is something different. They ascend up to heaven in a cloud. Why a cloud? Well, clouds or a cloud in the Bible points to judgment. Let, let's just look at a couple of verses. In Ezekiel chapter 32, it says in verse 7, And when I shall put thee out, I will cover the heaven and make the stars thereof dark, I will cover the sun with a cloud, and the moon shall not give her light. And uh, that is a fairly familiar language. Immediately after the tribulation, the sun is darkened. Well, here there's a further explanation. The sun is darkened with a cloud uh, because it's judgment day. It's It's after the great tribulation. The next phase is the final judgment of mankind, of all unsaved people. And so we see a cloud come into view. In Luke 21, which is um, the same context historically following the Great Tribulation, it says uh, in verse 25, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, and then down in verse 27, And they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And 
Just like Jesus said to Nathanael, you will see angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. It did not mean literally. They were not literally going to see that. But when the gospel went forth and people became saved, they would witness that. They would witness God working through his word. And, of course, they couldn't see the uh, spiritual side of man and, and what was happening to man as the word of God operated on him and saved him. But as as far as the gospel going forth and men and women being changed by the word of God and seeing the fruit of the spirit within them, well, yes, they witnessed angels or messengers of God going up and coming back down because these same people that they had witnessed to and who had become saved or at least gave evidence of it. Now, those people had um, interest in taking the word and and also sharing it with others. And, and so that would be um, the manner in which they would see these messengers going up to be seated in Christ and then being sent forth when they would see the effects of the gospel upon certain individuals, individuals that that had uh, no thought of doing anything like that. They were out in the world of that time, and, and yet the word of God grabbed a hold of them, and after a while they became messengers also of the same gospel. Well, likewise, with this statement that's following the signs and the sun, moon, and stars, and we know that's language that locks in May 21, 2011 as Judgment Day, then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud. Not literally, but as God has opened up further information from his word, revealing his righteous judgment in the day of wrath, as Romans 2.5 tells us, then um, we we are seeing Christ come in judgment through the word of God, through the, the Bible itself, and that is seeing him come in, in the clouds. Well, just one more um, passage in Revelation 14, where clouds um, are very prominent. Uh, they're emphasized by God in the day of judgment. In Revelation 14, beginning in verse 14, it says, And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe, And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. That's about four references in those three verses to clouds. And and the Son of Man is seated, he sat upon the cloud. Because the cloud represents the judgment of God, and the Lord Jesus is seated in judgment, He is ruling over the wicked of the earth, ruling over all, uh, over Satan, over all the kingdoms that Satan ruled over. He, He is ruling with a rod of iron 
over the unsafe people of the earth during the prolonged day of judgment, which uh, it's in Revelation 14 that God mentions 1,600 furlongs, and, and very likely that is a spiritual reference to 1,600 days of judgment, and, and then the judgment will be complete. Well, um, this is why Revelation 11 in uh, verse 12 is mentioning uh, that they ascended up to heaven in a cloud because uh, let, let's just recall what happened in the days leading up to May 21, 2011, which was the beginning of Judgment Day. What happened was God opened up this information, first of all. God provided a way for his elect, who are few, and um, they they don't have all that many resources, really, when compared to others, to the rest. Yet God opened up a way through the electronic medium where a few could broadcast a message to all the world. And and so for the last couple of years especially of the Great Tribulation, of the latter rain, as God was getting ready to conclude his salvation program, and yet he had multitudes out there, a great multitude, millions of people, scattered amongst the nations of the world. He moved in his people to declare and to broadcast in an unparalleled way, like never before in the history of the world, the message of Judgment Day was brought before the face of all the nations of the earth. And and so that fits into what we read in verses 11 and 12. The great fear fell upon them which saw them, the two witnesses, the, the witness of the word of God as his people aligned themselves with that word and identified with that word and brought forth that word, that witness of the Bible to all the nations of the world. And that was the great voice that they heard from heaven that was saying, come up hither, because God used that message of judgment to spark Salvation, to bring salvation into the hearts of many of those that he had predestinated to become saved. They heard, they feared, they uh, were led um, out of that fear, out of further interest to God, to cry out for mercy, to go to his word, however God worked out the details, and and God saved them, then they went up hither, they ascended up to heaven in salvation in a cloud because it was judgment day. And then finally that message, uh, that declaration of the approaching judgment expired, the time ran out, and God brought up that great multitude. They ascended like all of those that, that have been saved in the past ascended. But this time... They did not descend. In times past, while it was the day of salvation, the messengers of God ascended and descended upon the Son of Man. They came back to carry that gospel message so that others could hear and be saved. But 
this was different. Now the pattern was broken. They ascended, that is, they became saved. They were seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But God, this is all spiritual because they never left earth. They never actually went up into heaven. It's it's what happens spiritually. God never dispatched them as a messenger of the gospel in the sense that they had to go forth to evangelize as prior generations of his messengers were obligated to do. It was their duty to do. But not this time, because it's judgment day. They ascend up in a cloud, and they do not descend. They they do not come back down with the task of going forth as though it's business as usual, it's still ongoing salvation. No, no, that that's done with. Now, uh, in actuality, what happened was that great multitude, they're amongst the nations of the world, they became saved, so they are seated in Christ Jesus, every one of them. They did ascend spiritually, therefore, but they they were not commissioned, they were not... Um, sent forth as messengers to carry the message of salvation, and and therefore they um, were still on the earth, but for a period of time it was as though they didn't know what to do. Now can you see how this fits in exactly with what happened after May 21, 2011? After May 21, 2011, the track trips stopped. They uh, advertising so that people could hear and be warned, stopped. The blowing of the trumpet from individuals and, and, and from ministries, uh, telling people, go seek the Lord while he may be found for, for judgment day is almost here. Well, that stopped. And it, it was, an incredible shift, an incredible change in program. And the reason is, we went from the day of salvation to the day of judgment in a moment. We we transitioned from the judgment on the church, a time when God was saving many outside of the churches during the latter rain, to... Now a judgment on all the earth, on all unsaved people. And and so the sowing of the seed of the gospel came to a close. No more sowing seed with the intent that people might hear the word of God and become saved. We were to cease evangelization in that manner. And this happened all across the earth with the people of God. It was uh, strange. Uh, I, I remember having conversations with individuals and and pointing out how I felt no uh, no no uh, duty, no responsibility uh, to hand people tracks, uh, completely unlike before, where there was such a feeling of of a watchman's duty that. That if I missed handing a single person a track, I, I had conscience about it. I had to give out the gospel when I went to the store, when I went about my daily business, when 
uh, wherever I was, I had tracks and, and there was a constant desire to warn people, to share the gospel with them. And it all came to an end and a close. And, and now, um, going about daily business and, and giving people no literature, no, uh, information, no encouragement of any kind to seek the Lord, to cry out for mercy, and not feeling any doubt about it. It, it. it was the thing to do. And that's because it's God. God's the one who, first of all, saves an individual so they ascend up as a messenger. And God's the one, in, in a sense, who then hands them their marching orders and sends them back. And so they feel... Um, that inner desire to do the will of God, to, to get the gospel out, that urgency. We have to share the gospel. Well, God's the one who moved and willed within his people to put that desire upon their hearts so that they would uh, go forth in, in that glorious way. Uh, how beautiful are the feet of them to bring the glad tidings of good news. But, Now God is not stirring up his people. He is not putting that on their hearts. He is not moving in them to will and do of his good pleasure in that way. Because it has finished. The salvation of God has ended. He is no longer sending forth messengers of the gospel. But but there are some people... Aren't there that still think God is and, and they're sharing the gospel? Of course, there, there will be some people who do that. Whenever God makes a change in program, whenever God determines something, you're going to have people who do the opposite, who um, stubbornly, rebelliously continue to do as they did before. Uh, there's still Jews today who insist that God is uh, still with them, that they are still the holy people. There's the same feeling in the church that God is in the congregations. He's with us. He never left us. He continues to bless us. They, they didn't listen to what God said. They, they, uh, dismissed the things of the Bible. And, and now too, we'll have people who I'm sure will, uh, will say, well, uh, I'm, I'm still handing out tracts and God is with me. Well, they may believe that. And they may hand out tracts. That, of course, they can do that. But God is not with them. God is not moving in his people in that way anymore. It's judgment day. This is a different time period. It's not the day of salvation. The scriptures that apply to the day of salvation do not apply to judgment day. This is the time of the wrath of God. So they they ascended up to heaven in a cloud and their enemies beheld them. Because the world witnessed this. The world heard the declaration. And no, they didn't see anybody saved. And if they did see someone saved, they couldn't know what was going on in their spiritual nature that that they became born again nobody can see that but they saw the effort they heard the declaration from the bible and god considers that 
as though they beheld the salvation, because it was through that he saved that great multitude, and they beheld the judgment, because they ascended up in a cloud. And the world beheld, they were forewarned, they were told, that is the day. No other, that is the day. Up until then, you have to get saved. And God did exactly that when he shut the door on the day that he said he would. The world, therefore, beheld it. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.